Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. When I was in grade school, a practical joke was popular. The jokester would find an unsuspecting and cooperative child to listen carefully and repeat these nonsense syllables. O-wa-ta-gu-sa-yam. And as the syllables became more and more familiar, the child would be encouraged to repeat them faster and faster. O-wa-ta-gu-sa-yam. Until he inadvertently formed an unintentional announcement about himself. Oh-wa-ta-goose-I-am. Oh-wa-ta-goose-I-am. Oh-what-a-goose-I-am. It was a silly little joke, but it came to mind as I was pondering something Charlotte Mason described in A Philosophy of Education, pages 173 to 175. She contrasted two kinds of memory, word memory and mind memory. She was writing about the practice of narrating. The teacher reads and the children tell, paragraph by paragraph, passage by passage. The first efforts may be stumbling, but presently the children get into their stride and tell a passage at length with surprising fluency. If you're familiar with Charlotte Mason at all, those practices are nothing new. But then she brought up an objection that some people in her day, and some in ours, sometimes mention. They think that narration is merely an exercise of memory. So Charlotte drew a distinction between what is happening in the brain during memorizing and what is happening during narration. One depends on word memory and the other on mind memory. Here's how she explained it. Now, a passage to be memorized requires much conning, much repetition. And meanwhile, the learners are thinking about other things. That is, the mind is not at work in the act of memorizing. To read a passage with full attention and to tell it afterwards has a curiously different effect. Trusting to mind memory, we visualize the scene, are convinced by the arguments, take pleasure in the turn of the sentences, and frame our own upon them. Simply recalling or reciting syllables, whether they mean anything or not, is word memory. Charlotte used the term conning, which means learning by heart, And she said that many times the child's mind is somewhere else, as his teacher uses tricks and repetition to get him to remember certain words. You may have experienced that with your own child, or perhaps you did it yourself when you were in school. Sadly, that's what many children's education consists of. Sometimes they recite or sing the words, Sometimes they're required to write the words in blanks to prove that they remember them. But too often, they have no clue what ideas are behind the words they're using. For example, they might read, Tobacco was Colonial Virginia's most successful cash crop. By 1776, it was producing 55 million pounds per year. At the end of the chapter, they might encounter these questions. What was Colonial Virginia's most successful cash crop? 
How many pounds was it producing per year by 1776? So they do a scan of the chapter and search to find the related words in the sea of text, and they find the syllables that will answer the questions correctly. But sadly, they have no concept of all the potential ideas that are contained in Colonial Virginia, or what a cash crop is and how greed for that profit nearly destroyed Jamestown. It's just word memory. Give the teacher the correct word when asked. Now, contrast that mental experience with the kind of memory that activates when you hear this one word, Thanksgiving. Chances are a flood of ideas and images and emotions are filling your mind and heart. If you live in the United States, you may be picturing the holiday of Thanksgiving Day and how your family celebrates it. You might be recalling the story of the first Thanksgiving celebration and all that led up to it. Your whole mind has been activated because you are recalling living ideas. And you can express those memories in a variety of words and sentences, describing them in various ways and focusing on one part or another. That's what Charlotte meant by mind memory. And that's why she used living books. We remember narratives and stories because they touch our emotions and they fire our imaginations. You can see the scene in your mind's eye, and from that scene, you can pull memories with your whole mind, sights and sounds and smells and emotions, and then you can communicate those memories, those ideas, with freedom in a variety of ways. That is much different from just memorizing words. As Charlotte put it, narrating is not the work of a parrot, but of absorbing into oneself the beautiful thought from the book, making it one's own, and then giving it forth again with just that little touch that comes from one's own mind. The Story of Charlotte Mason, page 125. Living books and narration activate whole mind memory. Which one are you emphasizing in your homeschool? Mind memory or word memory? It's quite a difference. Charlotte believed that once we realize the force of the difference between the two, it will bring about sweeping changes in our methods of education. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.